All right, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's time for the Club Cool Podcast. We're meeting at the same place, same time. We're right here. It's the intersection of style and pop culture. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley, and I'm here. I got Big Fizzy in the hizzy. <laughs> What's up? What's going on, Phil? How we doing? We got a lot to talk about today. Um, there was a big, big-time football game this past weekend. Yeah, you might have heard of it. It's called the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the halftime show just had style swerves going on all over the damn place. Left and right. Yeah, so we're, we're going to break that down. And uh, then we've got a hyper heat segment for you today. It's been one that's, uh, that's it, it's been requested by the listeners. So, so we're going to hit that. And then we're going to do a little bit of watch talk. But first, I, I just want to, I, I want to reminisce with you, Phil, for a minute. You and I have spent most of our recent Super Bowl Sundays <laughs> in Charlotte, North Carolina at a trade show. More specifically, the Embassy Suites. The Embassy Suites on Tryon Street in Correct. Charlotte, North Carolina. And I think in the last five years, if I'm calculating correctly, I, we've both been away for four Super mm-hmm. Bowls. That's right. Because it's been five for me, but I, I didn't have to go one year. Mm-hmm. Then for, four for you, and you were there every year. Correct. Um, those Super Bowl parties were at the Embassy Suites, were sometimes fun, sometimes horrific, mm-hmm. and always involved lots of overrated Toppers pizza. <laughs> Shout out Toppers. Shout out Toppers. Uh, how did you spend your first Super Bowl Sunday back in the comfort of your home, of your home city? In my home. In your home. Yes. No party? Uh, no. Well, we had um, another couple over. Okay. They brought the dog, and um, the weather was nice, so we had the doors open um and it was fun we, we had a great time but the the game was horrific yeah the game it was it was pretty much a trash game it was uh, a trash game very boring yeah but um overall you know we we watched the beauty about watching the game in your home or in someone else's home is you can actually hear the commercials yes um you know th- there was a few that I really liked but that was about it. I mean, I, I didn't go just crazy for them. You that, know? That's that's I do. That's why we generally choose. You know, when I when I've gotten the choice, smaller low key yeah. parties because I do like to be able to hear the announcing. I like to watch the commercials. Mm-hmm. I like to be able to 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 find a spot and maybe sprawl out a little bit. Ah, you know, yeah. Um, let's run down before we jump into the halftime though. Let's let's talk about a couple of commercials because okay. right before we started. Off air, you mentioned one of my favorites. It was the Stella Artois yeah. commercial. That was my favorite. They had a bunch of fam- people that are famous for a specific drink come into a restaurant slash bar and order a Stella. And I went straight to the fridge and grabbed a Stella after this commercial. <laughs> That's the first Did thing. Did you really? Now, I would, I, I, so I, the marketing worked. Now, I didn't have to buy that Stella. Right. So the real question will be, do I buy Stella out at a bar mm-hmm. or at the grocery store mm-hmm. next time I'm picking up beers. I, I I love Stella. It's 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 it is a go-to for me mm-hmm. for like, you know, when you when you don't want some crazy craft beer but you don't want to drink Miller Lite either. Yeah. It's perfect for that type of stuff. So, you know, it the commercial didn't really need to like sell me on it, but the most impressive part of that commercial to me was that they got the Dos Equis guy. I I was just about to say that that guy for him to be in there 
he was allegedly like retired. He, yeah, they shot him off to the moon. They did. He uh, and that was Dosecki's wanting to go with a younger guy right. and uh, with a younger spokesman, basically. And I gotta say, that's a ba- that was a bad move. Bad by Dosecki. Yeah. How do you let that guy go? Those commercials were awesome, and I know that they had. I, I understand that Dosecki's maybe felt that they had like run their course. But maybe just like shelf him for a year, uh-huh. but keep him under contract, and then do him again. Like well, like after everybody's had a little bit of a break, because their their new shtick isn't working. I can't even tell you what it is. I think it's another interesting guy. <laughs> well, he's less interesting. He's less interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then this guy pops up. You knew this was going to happen, and I mean, I didn't think about it, but it happened, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this is brilliant. I loved it. I loved yeah. it, and I loved I loved Jeff Bridges. I think that um, he was he was my favorite, but um, and just the way that he pronounced Stella Artois is fantastic. <laughs> that was genius. Yeah, yeah. And for him to be able to still pull off that character, both of them, um, all three of them, all three of them, it was yeah. great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he kind of. I mean, I think a lot of Jeff Bridges is the dude. Kind of, yeah, you know what sure. I mean. It's one yeah. of those roles where he didn't have to stretch too far to to kind of get into that mm-hmm. headspace. So I I think it probably comes pretty naturally to him. But I liked that commercial. And then, uh, sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, please. My notes on the most interesting man in the world, or the previous original most interesting man of the world. We'll call him that. Uh, his name is Jonathan Goldsmith. He has been hawking a tequila since he was fired by Dos Equis. Really? Okay. Yeah, called Astral. Uh, for what it's worth. And uh, apparently in May of last year, Dos Equis killed the most interesting man in the world uh, ad campaign altogether. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, All right. after the replacement uh, sort of bombed. Yeah. But I, I remember this being one of – I can't find the article here. But at one point, that campaign, the original most interesting man in the world camp- campaign uh, – Many people in the beer industry say it's the greatest single be- greatest beer advertising uh, campaign ever. Why not? Dos Equis was like tenth in sales, and they went moved to like number three in America wow. after that. Like they they quadrupled their sales after this this thing, and then they just let the guy walk. Yep. And now to a competitor. Yeah. Hmm. Power of marketing, my friend. <clears throat> the other one that I wanted to mention uh, was the NFL's own commercial. Which one was that? The, they were at a banquet. Like oh yeah, hall. that was and good. A football falls, uh-huh. and it's a fumble scene. Yeah, and they had every single superstar <laughs> of like the past twenty five years and of the current generation. It was great, and it's just the commercial was so amazing to me because it's like every year, sit down and you read think pieces and you listen to the to the stuff that's happening, and. So many of these guys are like engaging in criminal behavior and domestic abuse and like beating up their wives and girlfriends or they're insider trading or they're getting arrested for DUIs. Mm -hmm. Roger Goodell is, you know, just the worst, Mm -hmm. you know, can't do anything right. Just scandal after scandal, watches how he handles it. You got the concussion issues. Dudes are just tearing apart their ACLs left and right. Injury after injury. And every year, it's just like, man, how much more of this can we take? Can we really continue t- to keep supporting the NFL? And then you, they drop a commercial like that, and it's like, of course we're going to. <laughs> of course we're going to. It's the, it's the most fun sport to watch on TV. 
fantasy football is just a a titan that is that's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. We love to watch all the teams. We 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 like the the storylines and the and the dynasties. We like to hate the Patriots. It's just it's uh, there's a reason it's it's America's favorite sport, and the fact that that even with all the 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 guys, you know, I guarantee you most of those dudes on that commercial very much support Colin Kaepernick and his mm-hmm. and his movement and his choice to to take a knee at the anthem, and yet not a single one of them turned that commercial down. Right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they all want to be a part of the league. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. they are there to entertain and to put on the show and to do what they love for you know lots of money. In the case of all those guys on the screen, but it but it it was just like it, it was powerful because it, it was kind of like you know it's, it, it's just that it's it it's that girlfriend that you can't quit even <laughs> even though you know it, it's a dicey relationship and maybe a little toxic. But you're not going anywhere. The other great thing it did that a lot of good ads do and that the NFL doesn't lean on as heavily as some sports, but when they do, like it's so effective, is just the nostalgia. Right. Like right. The, when you watch the NFL on Sunday, they don't show you old clips and go back and interview legends mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, but when you get to the Super Bowl, you've got that, and then that commercial was just perfect. Yeah. Seeing seeing Jim Brown, seeing all those guys running around, seeing Barry Sanders. Barry like it Sanders, was, yeah. I'm kind of getting goosebumps just thinking about it. And it's a product that I hate to like. I, but I Exactly. You have, as you mentioned with Roger Goodell, you have someone who is a, effectively a forward-facing CEO who is terrible at all forward-facing parts of his job. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's and and he's in the commercial too. He's even he. Yep. You yep. want to hate that, but it was just fun and nostalgic, and it, it was it was perfect. Oh, Peyton Manning throws it, and somebody's like, "Oh, he still got it," and he's he's like, "I don't know, that hurt." <laughs> <laughs> like it, it had so many good moments, and yeah. So the NFL is not going anywhere now. Something that they do probably need to work on and figure out a little bit is the halftime show. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not really going to like uh, – I don't want to talk too much about what the halftime show has been, what it should be, ha- how people reacted to this one. I thought this one was overly criticized. I didn't think it was that bad. Not it at was all. Pretty, it, it was pretty comparable to Justin Timberlake's last year to me, mm-hmm. which didn't get nearly the amount of hate that, that this got. Uh Maroon 5 still goes. Yeah. I like Adam Levine. They should have given Travis Scott a little bit more time out there. They should have given Big Boy more time as well. And Big Boy as well. And I I definitely... Where was Andre 3000? (laughs) Well, it was Big Boy. It wasn't Outkast. But he was doing Outkast songs. Well, they they both... They have like an agreement that they both get to perform Outkast songs whenever they do solo performances. I wanted to see him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the, the one thing that I did really, really kind of feel about it was that i could tell it was like be it was very safe they did not want to they weren't going to try anything with this you know they weren't going to mm-hmm. throw some new wrinkle into it they didn't really like you know the 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 the, the craziest thing we got was adam Levine stripping down to uh, no shirt mm-hmm. so having said that let's talk about what adam Levine was wearing let's so uh the jacket the track jacket it's from Dries Van Noten, and the tank top was as well. He had on uh, a pair of Lanvin pants and a Saint Laurent belt 
And then he broke out the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1s, yet to be released. Now that is now that is very similar to the JT Super Bowl halftime show because he debuted his Jordans last right. year at the Super Bowl halftime show as well. Um, and, and to interrupt you for a moment, I can't tell you anything that happened in last year's Super Bowl sh- halftime show except for those sneakers, the that selfie, the, the selfie kid. Oh, that's true. And the memes thereafter. But to, to yeah, me, the single most memorable thing <laughs> about that halftime show were those shoes. Yeah, right. Everyone at the party, male and female, going, holy shit, look at those. Those yeah. are tight. So, so, um, And that's not just not just the style f- focused amongst us. That right, was, right. That was the, the, the big moment, which I guess is better than Justin Timberlake's previous performance where we saw a titty. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, we got, male, we got male boobs this year. H- how'd you feel about his, his, his fit, Phil? I liked it. Yeah. Um, I liked all of it. I mean... He got a lot of heat for the the taking off the shirt and also the tank top, but I think that it all worked. Yes. So fit. So if he he had this fit in kind of three stages, there was one full fit, full zipped up track jacket. Then there, then he took the jacket off and was just tank top, and then he took tank top off and was mm-hmm. shirtless, just pants. Now I'm 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 in on one and three. The tank top by itself is not good. Not at all. I'm, I was about to say it looks. Um, like undersized, right? It's or, a little, t- it's a little tight on him. Yeah. Somebody said he, <laughs> um, on Twitter, somebody said he looked like a Chipotle bag. <laughs> okay. Well, the people were also saying that that pattern reminded them of their drapes and various throw pillows. Oh. What that reminded uh, me of, well, and this was actually thanks to to Laura bringing this up. What it reminded her of. Was the little um, the 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 various gradient effects that you can do on PowerPoint backgrounds? That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it almost looks like a carpet you'd see in like a Vegas hotel. Yeah, yeah. So so people were mentioning fabrics like the drapes and the yeah. carpeting and pillows and etc. And it is actually a fabric. This pattern was designed by a guy named uh, Werner Penton. And uh, a lot of the spring summer nineteen stuff that is coming out from Dries right now is using uh, Pantone patterns. Okay. And uh, Pantone is most famous for a chair mm-hmm. called the Pantone chair, which I'm going to post on Instagram here mm-hmm. shortly so that you can see it. Uh, but the, this photo that we're looking at here is an archival piece of fabric designed by Pantone, and that is that's beautiful. That's the pattern. That should have been the color, though. Yes, I, this is. We're looking here at a, like a at a dark blue to to kind of teal gradient. That's nice. Instead of dark brown to brown, and it's much more appealing. Um, I love that um, we're sitting in this podcast studio on these IKEA chairs, talking about critiquing. Adam Levine, who just played the Super Bowl show and is married to a uh, Victoria's Secret model about what he should have worn. <laughs> well, he can actually... wear whatever the fuck he wants to wear. We have no idea what we're talking about. At least I don't. Well, so I, l- let's talk about Dries real quick because uh, there's there's actually, and if you're, if you're curious, if you want to learn more, there is a documentary on Netflix called Dries, all about Dries Van Noten. And uh, he is lauded in the industry for being, uh, you know, artisanal, basically. This is a guy that's always focused on the art of his designs and of the fashion, uh, more so than staying with trend or, uh, you know, like doing doing anything shocking mm-hmm. necessarily. 
And so uh, he, he gets a lot of love in the industry for being kind of an, an artist among his peers. And uh, Dries is having a bit of a moment right now. And uh, this is for a couple of reasons that, that I've seen. One, it's being put on celebrities. Mm-hmm. Celebrity, this, design, this designer is popping up on more and more celebrities and just was on a massive national stage. And the second part of that, and it's probably kind of a chicken or egg thing, is the accessibility of Dries Van Noten is suddenly way, way more mm-hmm. than what it was several years ago. It's a line that has been, that by George mm-hmm. here in Austin, has right. carried for several years, actually. But it's never been on the luxury shopping e-commerce platforms that we talk about pretty frequently in here, like Matches Fashion or Essence or Mr. Porter mm-hmm. or Barney's. And it is on all of them now. So it has gotten, what my guess is that this is Dries and the higher-ups uh, wanting to make a little bit more money off of the line. But they have opened up the buy, basically. Mm-hmm. And now more and more department stores and, and uh, kind of high-fashion luxury goods sites are picking up the line. So this uh, neither of these pieces I could find online. I think they're yet to be released. But I'm sure that they will be out relatively soon. Yeah. Uh, or at least something similar. It's always possible these were like samples straight right. from the Dries, uh, you know, archive, basically. I love the uh, the jacket. Yeah, the jacket is very cool. If you're looking for something similar... This is basically a, a, a track jacket style, mm-hmm. but it's got kind of like almost like a moto band collar instead of the kind of like floppy uh, athletic mm-hmm. like funnel neck collar. So that's, you know, if you're looking around on, online and, and shopping various other sites and you want to find something similar, that's what you're going after. The uh, A note on the Jordan 1s that he was wearing, they've got pink laces. I don't know if that was a custom thing that, that they swapped out. Or if this pair will come with pink laces. A lot of the Jordan 1s have been coming with multiple colors recently. I really like that. Um, Phil, yeah. question. Is this, uh, are, are, are you eventually going to be this tatted up? Are you going to get a massive Texas uh, <laughs> t- tatted on your stomach? Negative. No, no okay. No. All right. He's got a lot of um, like Americana stuff uh-huh. that it works, obviously. But it's just not now. Is he kind of mixing styles? Does he have some of like he does? He's got a huge tiger on one arm. Right, right. And um, a lot and a little bit of like these finger waves, like I have Mm -hmm. on his right arm. Right. But it's all pieced together. Like I've paid attention to what he gets, and it it all it was never done. Like it's. I think he's done it over time. Yes. One. He did not have like a cohesive vision. I don't believe he so. has basically just continued to like put stuff that he thinks is tight right anywhere that where the space is where open. Fit, yeah. yeah 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 um one last note on Adam Levine specifically he was in on gold chain season you may have noticed <laughs> obviously now he went full rapper style <clears throat> yeah. and I think that he should have toned it down he had one that's like these huge baguettes and like I think had he just taken that one off and like worn like a couple of the thinner gold ones it would have looked cool uh, with the track jacket unzipped and the gold chains and this tank top, yeah. he did look a little like Russian gangster. Yeah. And and that was not so great. But yeah. like you mentioned earlier, he's Adam Levine. He he can do what he wants. And, uh, and you know, as soon as he rips that shirt off, it uh, it's all over anyway. Uh, every girl <laughs> at the Super Bowl party was just uh, beginning to drool. So, um, you know, that's that. Let's Could, talk. Go ahead, talk Micah. for just a minute about the rest of the band. Maroon 4, if you will. <laughs> Because, very nice. That's the band. That's the kind of level of famous that I think I want to be. Okay, 
that uh, other than PJ Morton, who is the piano player and who is Grammy nominated as a solo artist, shouts to PJ. Uh, we'd love to have him on the pod. <laughs> oh man, way. learn something new every day. Uh, PJ's excellent. But anyway, it kind of sounds like Stevie Wonder. It's a it's a whole deal. Really, uh, the rest of the band is just totally anonymous. <laughs> I, I think some of them, one of them was just wearing like a, a yellow hoodie. Yep, yep. And I did see that. Like you could go play the Super Bowl, get international exposure, and then just walk through the grocery store tomorrow. Nobody's stopping these dudes, and they're uh, uh, you would assume making the exact same paycheck for all of the sold out shows that they just booked yeah. because they did the Super Bowl exposure. Is Adam Levine. Yes, that is true. There's no way they get paid as much as Adam Levine. I bet, dude, when they do band stuff, I bet they do. You think? And then he, and then so. he just makes millions and millions more off, like, The Voice and... Uh, those voice and, gigs, like, the, the judging gigs on The Voice, those things can be tens of millions of dollars. Various other too. endorsement deals yeah. and, you know, all that, all that type but of stuff. But probably just record sales and, and concert tickets and stuff. The bass player's making just as much as Adam Levine, and... Nobody's making fun of his outfit this morning. <laughs> I do remember many, many years ago uh, when Adam Levine was on uh, the uh, since-deceased MTV show Cribs. Oh, man. R. He R. and his guitarist, like, like his guitarist like was kind of in that, like, second banana lane for a while. But then through their through Maroon 5's various ups and downs, he's kind of, like, faded. Well, I mean, that, there's a reason why they played majority old stuff is because that those are the songs that require a band right, backing him. Right. The rest yeah. of it, the new stuff, is just him with electronic mm. stuff, which I'm not really into. The old stuff, I dig. Okay. Totally. Uh, let's move on to Travis. Travis went full leather daddy slash tactical utilitarian and uh, wore... Another new pair of his Jordans, a Jordan 6, which, Micah, play the toot your own horn noise, because let's toot our own horn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This new pair of previously unseen Jordans has pockets on them. Gotta have them. Were we right about pockets or not, Phil? We're right. We were so right. Now they're coming on your damn sneakers. You got to have them. They're putting them on sneakers, people. Uh, His outfit was... Very Travis Scott. I don't really know what else to say. This belt that he had on. Dude, that's bad. Uh, I don't personally like it. It's Louis Vuitton. It's fall, winter 2019. The only cool part about that is that when you're Travis Scott, you literally can get a piece that just showed in Paris like yeah. two weeks ago, straight from Virgil. Um, a leather jacket. The The mesh top underneath was apparently uh, a Nike and Alix. Uh, collaboration mm. the designer of uh, usually the nike stuff that uh, is nike times matthew williams who's the designer of Alix. that's a-l-y-x by the way if you've ever seen that brand i didn't know how to pronounce it for a while it's pronounced Alix. and uh the so the louis vuitton belt and then another uh, the leather pants were also Alix. uh until i inspected further i thought he had a um sweater or sweatshirt tied around his waist okay yeah yeah there's no reason for it. Yeah, it's it's just a big flex, basically. Man, really don't have don't have much more to add um, on Travis's outfit. I dig the leather. I like it. Yeah, I mean the leather pants are cool, and he he's he he seems to be one of the guys that like is is holding on to leather pants. <laughs> you know what you know what I mean? Like five or six years ago, Kanye was wearing nothing but leather uh-huh, jeans, basically. Uh-huh. And uh, but tra- Travis has has continued with the leather stuff, and it helps that a guy like Matthew Williams at Elix is continuing to to design them and put them out. I enjoyed his 
uh, very short set. <laughs> yeah, it was very limited. Very limited, but it was very good. I, it's it's kind of like they were like, hey, everybody knows sicko mode, so just do that and yeah. then get off. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, you know, you got to um, appeal to the masses, which... Uh, yeah, well, Travis, we've got time for you to do one verse of the <laughs> one song. <laughs> so while we were, we're going to kind of go off topic here, but um, during the halftime show, yes, we, the other couple that was over, um, my buddy was getting, uh, uh, he was on a group chat with some other guys. Mm-hmm. And this is a standard um, guy um, response typically to the halftime show is, you know what the fuck was that? <laughs> Who the hell's that? Uh huh. You know okay. when yeah, in, yeah, when yeah. you know that that was good. I don't care how like or what kind of music you're into. That was entertaining. Uh, you know a lot of those songs still go. Yes. Um. So that's a classic. Like what the hell was that? You know, it, you know it was good. And so we started going back to. We went through a list of like old halftime shows uh-huh. from like the '90s. Yep. To see like what would appeal to. The Everyday Man. Mm-hmm. So here's one that stood out from um, 1994. The show was entitled Rockin' Country Sunday. <laughs> it featured Clint Black, <laughs> Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, Winona, and Naomi Judd. Wow, now that would have got your guys going, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. That. These weren't my guys, <laughs> by the way. These were other guys. Um, okay. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, so, and then you go up to 97. This was unbelievable. Blues Brothers. Okay, okay. And James Brown and ZZ Top. Wow. Yeah, I'd like to watch that again. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so, you know, we've come a long way. Yeah, they're they're clearly trying to be safe, but also appeal to the younger generation with these halftime shows right now. And it's like, which means that you're just never going to please everybody in the olds. And, you know, I I even, I I tweeted, I was like... there's a bunch of old white dudes on my timeline right now that are bitching about this halftime show, and I don't think they know what they're talking about. And I and and just for the record, that was all sorts of old white dudes, not just stodgy old like conservatives. Mm-hmm. Like that was like sports writers and like WAPO writers and all sorts of just you know washed dudes that didn't get Adam Levine. And I just think they were jealous, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I mean. Or you could go back to 2003 if you really wanted a good show with Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, next year they're probably just going to like bring The Who back or something. Yeah, I remember that show. But uh, we are going to talk a little bit more right after this break. Hey, let me tell you about Harry's Razors. Huh, Phil, you heard about this? I'm listening. I've, I've talked about them before. Harry's Razors... It's the best shave that you're even, you're ever going to get. I've talked right here on this podcast about why I love it, and that's because it's it's so close. It's the closest shave I've ever had. I also really, really like that the razors come with this little travel blade cover mm. because the key to keeping these razors nice for a long time is keeping them dry, and that's what this little cover uh, allows you to mm-hmm. do. It's very, very nice. It's, a, it, you, it's something that you wouldn't think about it, but but it's really, really great. 10 million other people, including myself, have tried Harry's already. You need, to, you need to do the same. Go to harrys.com slash cool. If you go to harrys.com slash cool, 
you can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for that close, comfortable shave. You get the weighted ergonomic handle. You get a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. You get rich, lathering shave gel. You get that travel blade cover that I just mentioned. And listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash cool. Look, man, Harry's founders, they were tired of paying up for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. They knew that a great shave doesn't come from gimmicks like vibrating heads or flex balls or handles that look like the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> you know what I mean? They bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's make, been, been making quality blades for over 95 years. They have over 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Make that 20,001 because I'm giving it a five-star review as well. Go to harrys.com slash cool to redeem your $13 trial set today. All right, Phil, it's time for another segment. We haven't done one in a couple of weeks. It's time for another segment of hype or heat. This one was by popular request. People wanted us to talk about these things. They wanted us to address the harness mm. trend going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically seen on a couple of A-list celebrities. Here, here's what's interesting about this. This is mostly thanks to uh, Louis Vuitton and specifically Virgil Abloh, who, you know, God, we talk about this guy a lot. But, you know, he's putting a lot of stuff out there. He is a massive influence on the fashion scene in general right now. So he, you know, he pops up a lot on this podcast. But he has been the one kind of like pushing out these uh, these harnesses that these dudes are wearing on red carpets and, and black tie situations, basically. Uh, I'm looking at Michael B. Jordan and I'm looking at Timothy Chalamet, both in very different harnesses. Michael B. Jordan's is pink and purple and flowery and and he's wearing it over his his rig, his setup. So it's on, <laughs> it's on top of so he's got shirt, tie, tuxedo jacket and then the harness on top of that. Yeah. Chalamet went for a completely black glittery glittery harness and he just wore that over a band collar black uh, dress shirt. Um, what, any thoughts here? What do you, what's your, what's your overall feeling about these harnesses? We'll, we'll get to a hyperheat mm-hmm. verdict here in a minute. I just want to, just want to yeah. wa- wax poetically about what's happening here. <laughs> um, I think they kind of look like a reverse, like if you're wearing one of those, uh, detective where you, like a gun holster, a gun holster, yeah. but mm-hmm. they're wearing it backwards. <laughs> um, yeah, it does look like that. It, yeah. But I like uh, Timothy Chalamet's uh, take on it, the way he wore it. Um, the other Michael B. Jordan wearing it over the suit, mm-hmm. it it just doesn't look right. Yeah, that that doesn't work for me either. And now I I, I could combine the two and maybe get something that I like even better. Like if Chalamet threw over a tuxedo jacket on top of that harness yeah. and it was just kind of like poking out almost like a vest or a bow tie or any other, you know, or an ascot or any other, you know, kind of like neck piece right in that mm-hmm. region that's just, you know, kind of meant to add that little bit of that extra touch, that flair. Uh, I-, I think I would like that too. I-, I don't I don't hate that he let the whole thing just shine on top of the shirt, but I think it would work in a slightly more subtle way if you threw the, like, you know, the dinner jacket or the tuxedo jacket on on top of the harness as well. Yeah, like if if Michael Jordan's was on something that was a lighter color, not that dark suit, mm-hmm. 
with because it's floral. I get that it's supposed to be like a pop of color and like totally different, but um, yeah, I think they're cool. Could I pull it off? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and you know, I don't think that many people can pull these things off. But I cannot wait to see them try. It's going to be all over the internet, baby. Yeah. Um, what What's interesting to me about this specific, whatever you want to call it, this this flex, this trend, this uh, you know accessory, this accessory. Thank you. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, so far we're only seeing it in. Like nice put together red carpet, yeah, formal settings, yeah, and so that's that's I that's cool to me because it's not just another like streetwear thing to fl- to throw on, yeah, with your Supreme box logo. You know but it I mean? will be, maybe, maybe it will, maybe it will go there. But Virgil's not putting it out like that. Mm-hmm. So until he styles somebody in one in that type of look, or until. You know, one of these guys like Travis Scott or ASAP or Future, somebody gets it and wears it like that. I, I don't know that we will see that. The other interesting thing about this is, like we mentioned up top, like this is a Louis Vuitton thing right now. So we've talked a little bit about other various kind of chest rigs and chest bags, but nobody else is really doing this type of harness. So there's not really another way to wear it except for these Louis Vuitton pieces because it's not out there yet. Right. Um and uh you know so that's that's an that's another piece of this is that this is not really even available are, yet. Are there pockets on the like towards the bottom of it? I, I don't know. I There's don't know. There's got to be. You, the, 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 it must one, have pockets. One thing that it evokes to me is it's very um I don't know what the right adjective here is, but it reminds me of members of the clergy a little yes, bit. Yes, absolutely. Like it's very uh priestly. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is you're talking to a former uh, altar boy? Oh wow! Okay. By the way, yeah. So, what is is, is clerical a word? I don't think it is, uh, but um, that it's it's kind of evoking some of that. Yeah, for me as well, mm-hmm. which is uh, interesting. I like it. I mean, I think they're cool, but you know, this is for a very select few. Yeah. Now, here's what will be interesting to see over the next twelve to eighteen months with this one. We we're gonna need some other brands to put this to put this stuff out, whether it's other uh, designers, whether it's other contemporary brands, or even if it trickles down to like your ASOS and your Zara, mm-hmm. basically. But these are gonna be hard pieces to get. They will be four figures, and uh, you know they they just don't have an accessibility right now for guys like us to even try. Um. Would I wear one? Yes, I would attempt this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm comfortable enough to be invited to like some type of black tie event or gala or New Year's Eve party, and and go for this. Would you Why wear not? a jacket on top? I, no, I would do what I was saying. I would go with like Timothy's yeah. look here, but then mm-hmm. put a yeah. put a jacket on top of it mm-hmm. and let that be my like I'd be, instead of a cummerbund and vest, which is what I usually go with uh, for a tuxedo. That would be my mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. my my underpiece. Yeah, right. My underpinning, if you will. Um, so we'll see. Now I don't know if I'd, I I'm 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 iffy on whether I'd wear it to a black tie wedding. Just because I don't, it's like one of those things where like you know you just, you go to a wedding you're like not really supposed to, not supposed to try anything too crazy at right, a wedding. Right. 
because right. it's like not your it's not your day mm-hmm. basically make it your day <laughs> but you know fuck it you know maybe <laughs> i don't know uh my other note on this is that i don't really think it has staying power not i don't think that this is going to be something still happening in in 10 years no maybe not even five you're correct not even no way man not even two well but it's going to take you know this is going to trickle down a little bit yeah which i cannot wait can you imagine the fuck boys that are going to be trying to pull this off on instagram we'll see we'll definitely see it. oh i can't wait <laughs> uh all right phil so what's your what's your verdict we 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 like them we sort of like them on or we like them on timothy we're not sure about michael's look we don't think it has staying power sounds like we'd both try it though Verdict, hyperheat here. Um, mm, I'm going to give it a very low heat. I'm going to put it on, it's on low. Okay, okay. It's on the burner, but it's, it's on, yeah, lo- it's like it's on, on low the, setting. The warmer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm right in the exact same space. We talked, you know, because I don't think it really, because I think it is like such like, just like a trend, just a fad, if you will, this high, of, from this, kind of one specific designer at this moment uh, because I don't think it will last. That's why it's like it's on that warmer for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the look and I would try it, so I'm going to also say heat, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm putting it on that low setting. It's over there on the burner. Yeah. The other thing is I do want to give it a little bit of credit because Virgil is a guy that does get criticized quite a bit for kind of – borderline stealing from like young and up and coming designers and he is not afraid to take inspiration from like anything that came before him basically mm-hmm. you know what you know what i mean so he 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 co-ops some things he gets close to like stealing from from some other designers and and doing that type of stuff and this seems like a very original like nobody else was doing this maybe we can go back and find archival pieces from decades ago that 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 look similar but it's like it feels very unique and it also feels totally from him and so i do want to give him credit because it it does feel a little bit more original Mm -hmm. absolutely i agree all right we've got one more segment but first let's talk about lisa mattresses that's some good stuff yeah you know i love lisa how many times (laughs) have you heard me talk about lisa i I mean i sleep on it every night how could i not talk about it every day Resolve to rest this new year. A quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster. It prevents burnout. It helps you make better decisions. It improves your memory. And overall, you just make fewer mistakes and you feel better. And life is better on a Lisa mattress. This is not marketing. It's science. To design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged over 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. They've got their... Lisa mattresses. They've got their Sapira by Lisa's, which is what I sleep on. It's a little combination of that memory phone and spring technology. I love it. Start 2019 well-rested. Get $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash cool. You use promo code cool at checkout. It's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash cool. Promo code cool. And you can feel good about these mattresses because Lisa is a company that wants to make the world a better place. They're donating mattresses to other people, to the less fortunate, one for every 10 that they sell, and they plant a tree for every single mattress that they sell. So support Lisa. Support yourself. Get a new Lisa mattress. Once again, that's lisa.com slash cool. Use promo code cool. 
All right, we got one more segment today. If you guys follow this podcast on Instagram, at Club Cool Pod, then you know I've been doing some Q&A type stuff on the stories, on the slides. And uh, I didn't get to every single question. There is stuff that I, uh, that, that I meant to respond to but didn't have time, and it, it disappears after a while. So we're going to do another one. Stash your questions. Think about, think about what you want to ask, what you want to put on that next time. We're going to do another one in a week or so probably. Uh, I did get a couple of questions about watches, though, and I felt like I couldn't quite elaborate enough on what I wanted to say uh, via Instagram. So I thought it was a, a you know a good one for the the podcast. Here's what I want to start by saying about watches, because I, I I have this weird feeling when people want me to to talk about or suggest watches, and for some reason. I feel a little uncomfortable doing so. I feel uncomfortable wading into the wa- into watch territory. And I don't know. For some reason, they just seem... I, I mean, I know that everything we talk about is is kind of subjective and, and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But, you know, people don't really think... Of, like, like, a lot of guys out there, they just, buy, they just pick up a t-shirt, they wear a t-shirt. They're okay with being told, oh, well, you might actually like this T-shirt better. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't have a problem with telling you that, like, to like not wear V-neck T-shirts right now because it's just not as fashionable. It's just, it's just not. And I, I want you to look good, but it's like I, I don't. Picking a watch is like something very personal, and if you like a watch, then you like a watch, and it, it's just something that I. I don't know. Do you do you understand what I'm saying at all? Yeah, it's, get, it's a you, sensitive subject. Do you because, get that feeling? Yeah, and, and you know, not everybody can afford all you know all these different types of watches and yeah, and and for and for some reason it's like you know I know that I can talk about you know a t-shirt from Zara and a t-shirt from Saint Laurent and the it's it's a vast difference in price, just like talking about watches also there can be a vast difference in price but like watches can be prohibitively expensive they do not go on sale they don't depreciate in value as soon as you take them out of the out of the store some of this stuff like an omega or a rolex or a patek philippe or or whatever you know what i mean so it's just like and they're not necessarily seasonal i mean some of them with like bright colors can be off-putting during the fall but you know i've i've worn the same watch for probably 15 years yeah, that, uh, I'm, that. I'm. I am not. I, I. I used to never wear a watch, and I bought this from J. Crew. It's a Timex, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, remarkably, I get compliments on it, yeah. which is shocking to me. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get into that. And I had a Timex from J. Crew that I absolutely loved and wore almost every day, and then I dropped it on my tiled bathroom floor, and it stopped working, and so I, I don't wear it anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, there's just for for some reason, and and I think we've touched on it a little bit, but it, you know, I'm not sure if we've articulated it super well. But like, I, I, you know, I just I don't feel bad sitting up here and like talking about Gucci or Saint Laurent, even though I know that those brands aren't accessible. But to talk about the high end of watches just doesn't feel. I I, I don't know. There's just something different about it. There's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's more personal and it, it is the, the selection of, while the selection of a watch is very subjective to the wearer, 
that there's less there's less subjectivity in like what makes a good watch mm-hmm. if that makes sense like you know there's really not a debate that luxury swiss watches from like you know heritage generational brands are you know like the pinnacle of uh, of wrist wear you right. know what i mean so it's but we can sit here and and debate like whether designers at saint laurent and gucci and dries van noten are doing good things or bad things mm-hmm. every single season so what i've decided to do is i, I i'm going to talk about some lower tier and some mid-tier watches that i do like and that i would suggest and then i'll also throw a few things out that i that i personally would suggest staying away from but once again, this I don't want to offend any watch wearers out there. Please don't. And so so if 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 I mention something that you really like or that you're comfortable wearing or that you get compliments on, please don't please don't shoot me. Please don't like come after me being like, "Well, this is a great this is an awesome watch and I wear it every day and like get tons of compliments on it." Cuz this is the this is the type of shit I'm talking about. I I just know that this is this is like bound to ruffle more feathers mm-hmm. than talking about a crew neck cashmere sweater. You know what I mean? Because you wear the watch so often. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. The same watch. Um, okay. But let's, let's get the bad out of the way. Here's some stuff that I don't really like when it comes to watches. I would stay away from brands on Amazon selling you watches that look nice for about $80. Mm-hmm. A brand, one brand comes to mind and I'm, I can speak to this brand because I have personal experience with it because I bought one and, and tried it it's invicta and what you're going to see from invicta on amazon is that every single watch it's going to have like a price of like three or four hundred dollars <laughs> and then it's going to be crossed out and it's going to be listed for like 79 dollars. that's a deal so you think that you're getting like this like oh well hey four hundred dollars must be a pretty good watch and now i'm going to get it for 80 bucks mm-hmm. in prime shipping and it's big and it's gold and it looks fancy avoid them avoid them they're not they're not good quality the anything that's like polished or brass is going to start scratching immediately and kind of like wearing and it's going to get down to like whatever like the brass or like you know just metal amalgam is is Mm -hmm. down there making up the watch and uh yeah i don't know i just it's it's like it might fit with an outfit or look good for one weekend and then it's just i don't know i think you're going to end up not really liking it and kind of thinking it's trash yeah i mean if it sounds too good of a deal than it is. Yeah. Um, okay, Movado. This is, <laughs> this is another watch brand that like hovers in that uh, attractive middle ground because I think I think people see the price of a luxury watch and like oh my you know it's some of the biggest st- sticker shock that you can encounter and so and and then you've got your lower range which is very inexpensive and so that that range of like three to five hundred dollars is very attractive because it makes you think that you're getting like a really nice timepiece for a fraction of the cost of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something super nice is that how much a movado is like like anywhere but from like three to a thousand dollars okay 300 i'm sorry 300 to a thousand dollars is i think the general range of movado of movado uh there are a few movados that I like, but the one that everybody knows with the big dot right in the in the center at the twelve, just feels very, very, very dated to me. Big time, like it's like mad two thousand and one vibe to it, me. To me, it just like screams like seventies and eighties. 
Okay. Like guy with a lot of arm hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, either way, it da- it's dated and not in a great way. Mm-hmm. Not in a cool retro way. Not yet, anyways. Maybe in another 10 years. Okay. Here's one that's I'm bound to get heat for this. Daniel Wellington watches. Yeah. Not into it. It, it, here's the problem. Daniel Wellington struck on a trend right at the moment that this trend was very hot. The swappable uh, bands on watches. Yeah. On like a very like thin, low-key, subtle timepiece. I don't dislike the look, and I'm still a big fan of watches where you can swap nylon or mm-hmm. canvas straps out. But Daniel Wellington, I think the numbers were insane when Daniel Wellington's like came out. Like they sold like a million watches in a year. Wow. Like, I don't doubt they, that. They were in every retail they were location. In we were every in. retail location. They could not produce them fast enough. Yeah. That is inherently what's wrong with Daniel Wellington now. Mm-hmm. It's too ubiquitous. I don't want anything that that right. a million plus other people have. Like like that's just too many there's just too many Daniel Wellingtons out there. Yeah. And there are other options right in that same look and price range that that that, that weren't so you know, oversaturated, basically. And like they, they kind of like it's like I'm saying like I don't want something that everybody else has. Meanwhile, I'm wearing this Timex that a million other people have. But Daniel Wellington is a distinct look. Yes, it's got that thin, very shallow um, silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a classic yeah, look. The case, the ca- uh, case. It's yeah. very thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so I'm I'm out on the DW watches, and then any watch brand pitching you on Instagram that like comes up in your feed probably falls into that kind of. It, that's just the new wave of the Invictas on Amazon. They're <laughs> they're, they're they're pulling the same shit basically. Uh-huh. They're, they're gonna I'm, and I'm not naming names here. I, I refuse to, but uh, they're they're gonna pitch you on like their low cost and and how you're getting such a better watch because they're direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, they're not that, they're just not that good. Right. What I don't want anybody to do with these watches is like, basically the, the, the moral of this first part is don't try to get an accessible watch because you think it's going to be kind of nice. Like you're better off going for a cheaper watch basically, or a more expensive one. Mm -hmm. But that, but that range can be very, very dangerous of like. Thinking you're getting a great deal and a cool watch at 150 to 300 dollars, yeah, basically. So just be wary. That's all I'm saying. Okay, let's talk about stuff that I do like. Like we've already mentioned, Timex. Mm-hmm. I am a huge, huge fan of Timex watches, and pretty much everything that they do. I wear like a Velcro strapped Ironman sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like my running watch, but sometimes I just like to throw it on in a, in a casual look too yeah. it's just it's easy to wear it's cool it's digital face like you know easy to read it's all great uh they have all sorts of like various collections too there's the waterberry collection if you want like a more elegant watch there's the allied stuff there's the navi stuff which has that more uh military uh you know they do some rubber straps they do some washed out canvas straps um i can go to mrporter.com and and they carry Timex, and nothing's over two hundred dollars. And I would wear every single watch that they carry it's from great. Timex, basically. Great brand. So it, there's like a super wide range. You can get any kind of look that you're going for. I actually went to Timex.com to just kind of like look around, and there's a ton on sale too right now. And it's it, it it's awesome because I think that 
I just think that they know what they're doing. The watches are, uh, you know, their battery or quartz movement or whatever it is. Like, you're not going to get some Swiss automatic movement or whatever, but they work. They last a long time. In if you drop it or break it or lose it, it's like a hundred bucks or or anywhere somewhere in that range. So it's like it's not a huge deal. I I, I highly vouch for Timex. Same. Okay. It's a classic look. Um, Jack Mason, buddies with these guys. They're based out of Dallas. We used to carry them on Man Outfitters uh, back in the glory days. And I again, I have experience with Jack Mason watches. This is a watch brand that I think is in that two hundred to three hundred dollar price range. And is getting the quality to price ratio exactly right. Uh, the leather is always soft and like really fits on your wrist well, mm-hmm. which is a problem with some of those other brands. Is that you get like this like stiff ass piece of leather that just is yeah, like all wonky on your wrist and don't doesn't wrap correctly. Um, they do a lot of really cool styles. Like they they have some racing inspired stuff, some ru- rubber and some leather straps that like have like the little like punched out holes, which I think looks really cool. Um, and again, you can do like chronographs if you like all those, uh, if you like the, um, the, what are the, those things are called, uh, all those little things are called something. Oh, the and little dials that are on there? Yeah, it's, it's called something. It's, uh, it's, oh man, it's going to bother the shit out of me if I don't. What do you use them for? Of... When Mike, you're diving? You, you know what I'm talking about? Mike is a diver. <sighs> Sorry guys, I know this is terrible radio right here. This is great radio. Um, <laughs> this is what the people want. Man, it's not coming up. I can't. I, you blew it. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna think about it. We'll get. We'll. We'll get back to they're you. They're little dials. They're, yeah, but it's just like they're called something. Anything that's like extra on a watch face mm. is called something, and the name is slipping my Accoutrement. mind right now. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's close, but not it's not it. That's usually for food. Uh, <laughs> even though I use that word all the time, all sorts of stuff. Um, are Are you speaking about a, a chronograph? So the chronograph is a, is, is a, the type the of watch, type of watch that, has additional, that, that has a lot of these blanks. Additional dials to keep track of seconds, minutes, yeah, and hours. Yeah, and there's, and there's, I don't know that I can't find this. This is not a tech, tachymeter. A tachymeter? Ooh. Could it be a tachymeter? Let's see. Uh, I, we're we're going to find it. We're going to find it in a second. But let me keep going. Man, the, the fans, the, the cool kids. Yeah. Are going to get at us on this one. Uh, sure. I know that. Help me out here if, if if I don't fix this in the next few minutes. Anyways, I really like Jack's, Jack Mason stuff. Um, that is a brand that I like and trust in that kind of two to three hundred dollar range. Um, let me talk about a couple like funkier type stuff. I used to be more like this uh, several years ago. I'm not so much anymore. But a lot of people out there want watches for different occasions. Mm-hmm. It's like very much. It's not really like an. Uh, they don't have one that they just want to wear all the time. They want to like mix it up and wear like a lot of different stuff that fits a certain outfit or fits their mood or a vibe or a color or anything like that. Swatch, great brand if you just yeah. want to like play around with all sorts of different crazy funky styles and you know mostly you're under a hundred bucks with Swatch, fifty or sixty dollar watches. You can like do all sorts of crazy stuff and I always think that they're well designed and uh, reliable watches from Swatch. Uh, Mickey Mouse is having a moment. Uh, the classic Mickey Mouse watch yeah. is like very famous. They cost forty dollars from Disney, and like I think it's kind of if you want to do like that kind of like if you want to throw like that little retro swerve that's unexpected. I think that that might be something kind of cool that you could work into a, Mickey into a wardrobe, you know, because it's like very kind of it's like professorial, but also kind of who was putting Mickey Mouse on a lot of like high end stuff. It, 
it has been I think it's been like it was like it was like no 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 it was like Mickey's twenty fifth or no way more than twenty five. How old is that dude? There was some big deal recently because a lot of brands have done Mickey stuff in the last twelve months. The most recently, uh, the one that I featured on Club Cool Pod Instagram was uh, Rag and Bone. Uh huh. But many many designers have used Mickey. Mickey never you know goes out of style. No no he is a he's a style icon if you will. Barrett actually, this is a little known fact. Barrett actually sleeps in uh, Mickey Mouse sheets. Th- that's yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mickey Mouse uh, PJs too. and in a, a full, race car bed, full long sleeve and pant set. Yeah, that he, buttons up the top he, buttons up. Yep, all Mickey's has that Lisa mattress in the race car bed. <laughs> that, that's exactly it's a good right. look. Yeah, it's yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, another another brand that I think does really good stuff in the two to five hundred dollar range is Seiko. Yeah. Uh, now, just another word of warning on this price range: be careful with the gold. They're gonna you, uh, the two tone is like very uh, it's you know something that a lot of people really really like on like a Rolex Datejust um, or a uh, a Submariner. And so a lot of these brands like Seiko like go after that market with their two-tone stuff. But the gold is so, can sometimes be finicky and sometimes scratch away and sometimes look a little cheap in my opinion. Okay. So that so just I'm not saying don't get the two-tone or don't or or or, or you know, don't buy stuff with the gold on it, but sometimes I think just like the stainless steel look is better in that price range. Because just it's 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 more equal to what you'd see. Like, yeah, uh, you know, it's just easier to pull off. We didn't mention this, but I think it goes without saying that don't buy the huge watch. Uh, yes, that's a big part of of this mid tier as well. Man. Because a lot of them want to do like a forty five or fifty millimeter watch Ooh. because that's like hate that. Because for a while, the big watch flex, even from the super, super, super expensive luxury stuff, was like these huge watches. God. Like big, big, uh, you know, diameter on the on the case. Yeah, and but, I'm, um, I'm bitter because I have baby wrists. Yeah, both of us do, so we can't really yeah. pull off. I, I mean, it's, it looks ridiculous on anybody. Yeah, but I, 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 would, yeah. I would argue that the giant watch looks good on no man. That's correct. Or woman. I, I was at the bar this weekend, and uh, this guy introduced me to his friend. And he just had a giant, like it was a big box square watch. Man. And I was like, you're just an asshole. You know, when you put that thing on (laughs) in the morning or whenever you're putting that thing on, you're thinking, people are going to love this. (laughs) That's the first thing they're going to look at. They're going to remember me by this watch. That's got to be it. But you you don't look at yourself and go, man, I look great with this watch on. I think they do. You go, man, people are going to remember me as the asshole with the big watch. But if all you want to be is be remembered as the asshole with the big watch, I guess. But it's like, this that's a terrible watch. You look terrible. Well, see, you remember him by the watch. It's true. It's not good. Tex Mm. is his name, and he's an asshole. Is that really his name? (laughs) That's what he calls himself. Holy shit! That's a that's a that's bad. All right. Uh, the last piece here is the smartwatch thing. I, it's 2019. People are being fit. They're healthy. I have completely changed course on my original feelings about the Apple Watch. I really, really want one. There are other options out there that I know people really like and enjoy for uh, you know smartwatch fitness application type stuff. And and I'm in. I'm I'm in on that. I, I think it's great. Uh, if why should that accessory not be functional if you're going to wear it every day, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's, 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 
it's different than wearing oh, it, it's just kind of like a different vibe than wearing a watch because you think the watch looks cool like if it's going to like read your text and tell your heart rate and all that shit i think it's kind of cool and i personally really really like the way an apple watch looks at at this point um that's what i got man if you guys are like out there thinking about watches or you want a you want to ask me like something direct like hey do you do i like this watch in particular that's fine you can get at the dms on instagram at club cool pod and uh and and i'll try to help you out hopefully this little piece about watches was helpful and uh yeah man that's what that's what i got as far as the watch talk today that's what we're here for yeah so to talk you through yes exactly your watch decisions help you make good decisions educated decisions educated decisions exactly uh, hey, do me a favor. Go rate this show and leave a sm- quick review on iTunes That'd if you be have great. not. I've, I haven't asked for this in a while. I really haven't. I've been, you know. We don't ask for much. We don't ask for much. But today, I'm asking you to do that. If you have not, it takes like two minutes. It's a really, really big help. Just pull up your Apple Podcast app, rate five stars, leave a quick review, tell people that, that you like the show. And it would mean a lot to both Phil and to producer Micah and to me. So do that. You can follow uh, the uh, the podcast at Club Cool Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Barrett Dudley on Instagram and tw- Twitter. And uh, and you can follow Phil somewhere too. He'll tell you where. Uh, on Instagram, P Batag. There you go. There it is. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday. Same place, same time. We'll see you. Bye-bye.